Hi, I'm Susan Clark. And I'm Chris Marie Campbell. Welcome to the Beauty of Conflict podcast. Have you ever wanted to take some of what you've learned on the podcast to the next level? Well, check out our new step-by-step, easy-to-use team kit to get your team from avoiding conflict to discovering the beauty in conflict. To learn more, go to www.thriving.com forward slash team kit. That's www.thriveinc.com forward slash T-E-A-M-K-I-T. Hi, I'm Chris Marie Campbell. And today I have a very special guest. Brian Ullman has a PhD in clinical psychology. He's the founder and CEO of True Sage International and is an educator, practitioner, inventor, trainer, speaker, and the author of 14 books with his collaborator, Vincent J. Valetti. Did I get that right, Brian? You did. Okay. Yes. Excellent. MD, Valetti, MD. They have developed treatment solutions alongside of the ACE, Adverse Childhood Experience. So that's what ACE stands for, solutions alongside that study, which has been going on for 25 years. These proven methods are available for companies, their employees, healthcare providers, and their patients, school systems, and individuals. Dr. Allman's courses, books, training programs, and app are recommended and used by professional athletes and teams, Olympic athletes, Kaiser Permanente, MDs, and many countries, as well as businesses, including Qualcomm. Dr. Allman began his journey because of his own experience dealing with pain stemming from a congenital back condition. Welcome, Dr. Allman. We're excited to have you. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here with you. Now, I would just love to hear just your origin story. And then if you can explain to our listeners the ACE study and what you've developed to support people, I would, any of those areas would okay. be fun. So very simply, I got into the field because I was a patient. Because of my own pain, I was born missing part of my back. I had chronic back pain. I was an athlete to the best of my ability with pain, which really is probably part of every athlete's story. So it was very challenging. And of course, physical pain, emotional pain, psychological pain, they go together. We're whole people. What we feel is what we're thinking, is what our body's doing. We sort of, a body follows our head and our heart and one whole person. So I was looking for my own pain control approaches and I tried all the traditional methods and all of that and really discovered from all my reading while I was in college in Boston, a person by the name of Milton Erickson, a medical doctor who was really inventing the field of mind-body healing utilizing medical hypnosis, self-hypnosis, guided imagery, relaxation, many things that are part of the healing arts and part of the therapies and medical practices now all over the world. But back then it was quite small and he was in Phoenix. And so I wrote to him a handwritten letter, told him what I just told you. I was born missing part of my back. I would love to be able to get some pain control. Nothing's really helped. And I would like to help myself and learn how to help other people. So he wrote me back a handwritten note saying, if you get a PhD in psychology or an MD degree, I will train you. (laughs) So I wrote him back a handwritten letter. I don't really want to get an MD degree or PhD in psychology. I really just want to learn how to help myself and other people. So he wrote me back a handwritten letter saying the same thing. If you do this, then I will. So sure enough. You um, did. (laughs) He won and he was right. And moved to San Diego to get a PhD in psychology, studied with him for four years wrote a number of books with his help and all of that, got a job teaching at the university. And and really, he really was my mentor, tutor. And I, being in San Diego, I was getting referrals really very early in my practice. I didn't even have a master's degree finished yet. 
for what people call high utilizers at Kaiser Permanente, which is the world's largest healthcare provider, nonprofit healthcare provider. Like all healthcare providers, 20% of the people use 80% of the services and it's very expensive and they really aren't getting better. Yeah. So sending them to me to use my mind-body healing, my self-hypnosis, my all of my techniques, and I happened to meet a person there, my next mentor, colleague, friend, collaborator, Vincent J. Folletti, MD, who hadn't started the ACE study yet, but was referring people to me that are these high utilizers. She was running a weight loss program there, which turned out to be really focused on what's happening emotionally, mentally, not just behaviorally. And we became friends and colleagues. And he started to realize in the weight loss program, the people that were successful, losing 200 pounds, 100 pounds, a lot of weight, seemed to be the biggest failures. They all gained the weight back. Well, how could this be? They lost the weight, then they gained it back. What's going on? So we started talking to people, asking them questions. And it was very surprising that, first of all, more than half of the people had experienced sexual abuse in their upbringings. And that was the year that they gained the 50 pounds, 100 pounds, 20 pounds, 40 pounds. That was remarkable because you don't learn this in medical school or graduate school. If this were true, we certainly would have learned this, but nobody taught it because we also learned that nice people don't talk about difficult things. So these things don't ever get dealt with or talked about. And then a number of other experiences people had, which was the 10 most popular adverse childhood teen experiences, like drinking in the family, divorce, depression in the family, physical, mental, emotional abuse in the family. Things that you think are rare are actually very common, just not spoken about, and are the precursors and now scientifically correlated with cardiovascular disease, diabetes, cancer, autoimmune disease. Our early life experiences are the best predictors, even more than genetics, of what's going to happen in our lives, even to the point where losing 20 years of life if these issues aren't resolved and healed. Dr. Folletti is the world's expert. The assessment's now in 120 countries, is utilized all over the world. And as I mentioned at the beginning when we first were getting started, we've recently added a positive childhood experiences assessment to be able to integrate positives with adverse. And so I was the treatment solution expert. All of the people, the groups, the facilitators, the doctors, the families, the kids, parents, the grandparents, I was developing the treatment solutions alongside the ACE study. There is the 14 books. There's the app that we now have coming out because that's the area that interests me the most is how can we help people help themselves? But you have to have a diagnosis and have to know what the underlying issues are and what really went wrong. And that's the ACE assessment, the Adverse Childhood Experiences Assessment, which is available to everybody. It's free, takes five minutes. You do it on on the website or on the app. You don't do it with somebody because you don't want anybody's response or judgment or sort of rolling their eyes or even saying me too. You want to be able to just sort of honestly answer what your experiences were growing up and we can show you how that's impacting you now psychologically, depression, anxiety, PTSD, emotionally, all of the other, physically, all just the whole person, the integrated explanation. And then, of course, come in with the solutions that are personalized, that there's no one size fits all, there's no public path, 
You really have to tailor everything to fit the individual. It just so happens we have teachers, tens of thousands of people that have taught us what doesn't work and what does work. So when you learn about the solutions from Dr. Flitty and myself, it's from all these people that were generous enough to want to help other people not go through what they went through. Yeah. And I'm very grateful for what they were learning and more very happy to share that with others. And that's what people are, can get now. I love it. And I came out of my adverse childhood experience with a high score on the ACE, but I didn't know it at the time. And I, so I was seeking, I went to therapy, I went to incest survivors, I went to Al-Anon, I, all these things. It's, and I just intuitively knew something in me is screwed up. I didn't have sexual abuse from my family, but from a, a childhood boy and, uh, or older boy, much older boy. Right. But, and my dad was an alcoholic, physically and emotionally abusive, very chaotic, and you never knew. And I went to the Olympics, I think because I could tolerate a lot of pain. I'm a rower and boys in the boat. I think there's a line in that movie that says rowers have the highest tolerance of pain. And it's that, I love what you were saying, or it really, when I learned this, it was so powerful that emotional and physical pain affect the body the same. And it wasn't until I'd gone through some, I found somebody who had studied with Peter Levine who mentioned the ACE study. This is in my late 40s. And I was like, oh, no wonder. Then I got to adult children of alcoholics, which is another. so learning anywhere I can. Yeah. And I really, so one of the sad facts is my two older siblings died of cancer and they, I'm the only sibling left. Nobody else looked at what's happening emotionally. My siblings did, did not want to do that. And I do think to, I think the ACE study is so great at validating, hey, what is happening to us physically? So I love what's happening to us physically right. is because of this unresolved trauma that we need to resolve if we want to stay healthy. So interesting too, you're saying, because the two of us, Dr. Flay and I recently did a video of our own ACEs. Yeah. Our own, because everybody sees us as the experts and the doctors and the treaters and the supporters and all of that. But we actually shared our own, just like you are right now. And kind of gave me the chills when you said that I lost two siblings to cancer too. And so ACEs, really, as we do the books, the videos, the Apple, it's in all of our families. If it isn't us, it's our parents or mother, father, but it isn't them, it's our grandmother, grandfather. And people kind of think of trauma as the worst things in the world, and they are very difficult to deal with, but they include all kinds of things. Like yeah. you said, a neighbor kid, your father's not on purpose and not that he didn't love you also, mm -hmm. but the impact of that trauma, that loss, that stress, that why me, what's wrong with me? Why am I feeling like this? Why am I not doing those things? Where is my self-confidence, all of that, those are the repercussions of ACEs, of adverse childhood experiences. And I always say teen also because I work with all ages. Oh, and one yeah. had the hardest time during, and still are having the hardest time now. I mean, the suicide rate is higher than yeah. ever. Teens and social media really support some of the bullying. And it's 15 years a ton. And of course, when they happen to us when we're really little, it's tougher because we have no clue how to deal with anything. How No child knows how to deal with adverse life experiences. Uh, that's not genetic or taught. In fact, people don't even like 
to talk about these things. So don't air your dirty laundry. Don't tell anybody what your father's doing. Don't mention what your mother's doing. Don't tell anybody what's happening in this house, whatever you do. Yeah, it's, I mean, even in adult child of alcoholics, they're thinking of changing the name because it's whether somebody's militaristic, perfectionist, hypochondriac, has mental illness, is all these different things that dysfunction, you're living in this sea of dysfunction. And mm-hmm. you think, okay, this is what I have to do. So you would. Yes, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I think the the fact that you're saying it's so widespread and I think our, where we are in this little town of Whitefish or the Flathead Valley has one of the highest suicide rates. And we live in a beautiful place. But if people aren't able to talk about, kids can't integrate these hard experiences with somebody that loves and cares about them, they stay in their body. They stay in their sight. Exactly. Because we either internalize and repress what's going on, which is normal, or we learn how to express and resolve and heal, which is the exception. It's becoming more common because we're doing so much and there are so many people helping us to do this around the world because the body can't handle that kind of repressed, internalized disappointment, fear, shame, blame, negativity, other people's problems. The body can't handle it. It's like You're filling the junkyard 10 times more than it can handle. It just can't handle it. So it manifests in all of these problems that you go to the doctor and, oh, we're going to give you a prescription for the the smoke. Like firefighters go to a fire and they bring big fans to blow away the smoke. And they learn, thank goodness, to bring hoses to put out the fire. So (laughs) ACEs are the fire, the pain, the trauma, the difficulty. You have to resolve and heal the underlying issues. You can't just write a prescription and get away from the anxiety or the depression or the pain and just get rid of the smoke and think that's make everything better. We have to, and it's so fascinating too. It feels right to be learning these solutions, these skills to heal, to resolve. Like you said, you felt relief when you took the ACE and learn where the like kind of oh, the no diagnosis wonder. is here's my diagnosis now i finally understand why i've been struggling so much and why i've been unhappy or why i have this pain i think the ace also it's such a legitimizer of some people think okay this is like the heavy users that okay my knee hurts oh i have this and i have that and they're trying to fix the smoke right and not getting at the fire and it's so legitimate <laughs> It does. does. And that's a breakthrough for a lot of people right away is they really gain the self-understanding. You said something earlier that's really insightful, which is when people answer the questions and then they have a meeting with us or we ask them, oh, I see you answered yes to number seven, divorce in the family or sexual abuse, whatever the number is. What impact did that have on your life at the time? And what impact has that had years or decades later? And then to your point, which really is a huge insight, is we just listened with unconditional acceptance, whether it was the nurse practitioner or the physician's assistant to the doctor, whoever it was that looks at their responses, looks at their ACE answers, looks at the yeses, and simply asking that question And then listening to your point, 
your wisdom, that unconditional acceptance, that alone in one year with a 135,000 people study. Now, there's very few studies that have that many people in any of healthcare or medicine or psychology. Then there was a 35% reduction in medical visits the following year, an 11% reduction in emergency room visits the following year, equaling close to a $2 billion for the healthcare provider in one year from the ACE questions. And then to your point, the way of asking and then listening and being unconditionally accepting. So a lot of the solutions, a lot of the app that we have is really about developing internally for people their own unconditional self-acceptance. Well, that is so powerful. And I think you cut out, but it it was a $2 billion reduction in cost, in healthcare cost. So it totally hits the bottom line in one year. That's amazing. From that, from the ACE questions and that that unconditional acceptance response. So that really was a big teacher because that's a very large study and that's profound results. Not to mention how much better the people felt and how they really felt empowered to now do things that would help them even more on a daily basis. And you're kind of breaking the multi-generational ACE experiences that usually have been going on since the beginning of time, Paul. Absolutely. And I mean, I think I have cultivated even that unconditional listening to myself because I think so much of what we do when we go through these ACE experiences, oh, I can't, like you're saying, you said it in the beginning, can't talk about it. We just don't talk about it. So there's all this, okay, but when I give voice and then I start to develop after I've talked to another human being and developed my own kind of sense of agency, I can, like when I have a pain in my foot, I can actually be curious, oh, what is that? Rather than I've got to get rid of it, I got to go to the doctor. It's a process, learning how to become my own loving parent, which I didn't have when I was growing up. Absolutely beautiful. You're right on point. What are you trying to tell me, foot, ankle? What are you trying to communicate to me? Mind, body, healing. Let me listen. Let me be supportive. Okay. And developing that kind of relationship, because all relationships are reciprocal, you know, (laughs) that relationship with your body, that relationship with your emotions. Okay, anxiety. Okay, anger. Okay, what are you trying to communicate? What are you trying to tell me? How can I support you? How can I help you? And because we're in it together. You're not going away, nor am I going away. We're working this. It's like one of the things that we learn is that everybody has this inner critic, this inner judge of you're never going to be good enough. What's wrong with you? Never satisfied perfectionist that everybody has inside. And unfortunately has a lifetime membership, but most people (laughs) try to get rid of it and spend years in therapy and on meds and food and drugs and everything they can find, every workshop they can find to try to get rid of it. And nobody ever does anywhere in the world. We know this. So again, being able to develop a reciprocal, supportive, listening, self-parenting, your phrase, your words, to be able to develop that even with that pain part of ourselves that's always telling us that we're not perfect, so we're not okay. That relationship, that dialogue, that in this exact techniques, I mean, we literally have thousands of techniques to do all of this, 
that ends up being pure gold for people. That is a breakthrough because people spend their lives trying to get rid of it. Nobody ever has. In all the countries that we've been to and teach and travel, we've never met anybody that did, even though we get told by people that they did. And you can tell while they're telling you they didn't. (laughs) As they're trying to look perfect and say the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Critic telling them that they need to. Exactly. (laughs) That's so funny. I love the. We'll talk a little bit about the positive childhood experience because that's an assessment. And I imagine there's tools that jump. Uh, with the app and thinking? So often the opposite really helps. So the ACE is about the adverse life experiences, adverse child. The positive childhood experiences is really the same questions, but it's who was supportive in your family? Who showed you love? Who was available? Did you have a friend's parent, a teacher or a coach? So it's looking for the positive childhood experiences, positive teen experiences. And then basically, to your questions earlier, being able to turn problems into resources, being able to utilize the positive experiences to help you deal with the negative and adverse, in a sense, to become more whole you, wholehearted, not to get rid of, stop, fix, change. That takes lifetimes how to integrate, how to add the positives to the adverse, how to utilize, what did that coach used to say to me when I was doing my practice? Because I know you're an athlete and have had great successes as an athlete. I'm sure that you must have had one coach or one teacher that was your positive childhood, positive teen experience. So how can you blend that? And again, there's exact techniques that we've learned from these thousands of people to bring that into a conversation between that coach, you and your father, to have it together, that kind of dialogue and interaction and let it all come out, let it all be communicated, let it all be expressed, and then move into sort of an observer perspective. And then even turn into an observer that's observing the observer perspective. So you really get the wisdom of you to help yourself and turn negatives, adversities into positives. Okay, it takes time. Okay, right. inner work. Okay, it's in your healing. But if you don't do it, it never goes away. No, it, and do, it never gets it better be- and you keep going down the, ra- the rabbit hole right. down. Right. Right. So, mean, what you're saying is it's really, it fits the whole, what's become more popular now, the whole rewiring, because you're not focusing on the negative circuits. You're actually building these new positive pathways in the brain where I'm accessing my resource, that coach, that teacher. That's right. right. I had that and I felt this way. And so even as I'm talking about it, like I feel more of that right. good goodness in me. So it creates more wholeness. It, it really- does. It does. And I, the point that you're making, it's so important because some people can slip off of this one because they try to get rid of the bad or the negative or the ad- adverse. It's actually a bridge to the positive. So when we get triggered, And we're like, oh, no, I'm back in that mood or, oh, I'm in pain or I'm struggling. By listening and going through that with this unconditional acceptance and some of these different techniques, it becomes a bridge to your inner wisdom, your inner doctor, your inner voice. And you'll spend a lot more time trying to stop, fix, change that than by listening and utilizing it and integrating it into your new understanding, new learning, new feelings, new behaviors 
So again, it's a it's an integration. It's a holistic. It's a it's the total you, not the bad good, not the because it's like rings of the tree. We still have our one year old ring, five year old ring, fifteen year. You don't cut the tree down, dig out the drought (laughs) ears, and try and glue the tree back together. Look where you live. If you started to cut the trees down to kind of scrape out the drought rainy years, you can't. It's part of us. Now, the goal is to be the present wisest self we can be, the present ring. And the other rings are part of how we got here. So when they get triggered and we get stuck there, again, there's exact techniques. And all of the techniques take less than five minutes to practice. They're not... Uh-oh. And you never feel worse before you feel better. You always feel better right away. So it's encouraging. But all the rings of the tree is who we are also. I love right? that. I love that analogy that you can't cut out. the. You've got to actually yeah. build around it and love it. And I have right. to tell you, Brian, I was just doing a session this morning where with my foot pain, which is the newer, having a dialogue. And first I had to deal with the part that just wants to get rid of it. I just want it to be gone. I've been working so hard. Why is it there? And I realized that part just is, it's so earnest and trying so hard. So I had to love that part. Love it. Oh, that's gorgeous. Yes. And then it started to move in my body. And then then I had a response with the feet and the pain. So these things, the body so wants our attention, our connection, these parts that are talking to us. So I love it. It's accessing larger wisdom inside. It is. It is. It's so interesting that you had that experience this morning because that's exactly right, is to be supportive, to learn, to be all the rings. And if you're trying to be perfect and make that completely go away, I hear it takes a really long time to be perfect. And then once you get perfect, it's really hard to sustain it. So I don't think it's a real good use of time, but (laughs) accepting that there's beauty in imperfect. It's our younger, our less evolved, less developed. We want to support our inner teen, inner child, even ourselves last year, two years ago, whatever it took to get where we are now. And yeah, you're right. You're definitely taking very good care of yourself. I have my career and then I have my vocation, which is this healing process, which has brought in all sorts of modalities that I then use to coach people, but it's really kind of from your own story. Like, how can I help me? And then you have a felt sense of what it is. So you, when you're actually working with people, you're coming from the inside out. So there's a lot, it's not just an intellectual process. It's a true. Again, we're, we're definitely in the same place here because in teaching people all around the world for decades, I insist that they learn to do the work for themselves first before they start applying. And they're always like, oh, I don't really want to do it for me. I'm okay. I just want to help other people. I sort of do what Milton Erickson did with me. If you want to learn this and I'm willing to teach it to you, we're willing to give this to you. You have to integrate and practice it because we have to practice what we teach. And people can tell. If you haven't done your own work or you're not really healed and resolved and let's say 90% along the way, really haven't given it your own, people can tell and they want to be able to trust you and they want to be able to grow as a person and be healthier and happier. And they want to know that the person they're working with, like you, that they've done their own work and that you are practicing it. And I say to people, I practice what I teach every single day. Yeah. 
Life is every day. So it, it's not reach a point where you don't have to take care of it. It's like you always you let that body go over here while I do my job. That doesn't yeah. yeah. I mean, you always have to nourish your body. You always have to sleep. You always have to love. I mean, it's not like you take weeks off or months off from eating or sleeping or being real. It's every day. So whether we're, you know, teaching and training people or living our own private, personal lives, we have to integrate this on a daily basis. And I I was thinking about even with we work with conflict and part of what comes up is I grew up with a ginormous fear of conflict, stress and trauma around conflict. So I had to work my way through that to be able to show up in a difficult conversation. Again, doing the work. So to reclaim, really, reclaiming myself in through this whole process. It's really true. It really is being total coming because you have the inner resources. Everybody has inner wisdom, an inner doctor, an inner wise woman. Inner Everybody has this inside. We call it your unconscious, your inner self, your true authentic self. And it's there. It works. It's 24-7. It's free. It's always available. It has great wisdom. And it's really the best answers inside yourself. Now you have to go through the layers of your conscious mind, which is, oh my God, I don't feel good. I don't know what to do. What am I going to do? And your subconscious mind, which is, you're not doing enough. You should be doing more. What's the matter with you? You still working on this? You haven't figured this out yet. So you have to relate to that. You have to go through those parts of yourself, your conscious and subconscious. And again, like you pointed out, to listen, to learn, to integrate, to really let yourself be the total whole real you. It's so freeing. It's more freeing than perfection could ever be. So I so agree. And the whole idea, like these stress responses, I feel like they're just a lot of static that stays in the way of the inner wisdom. So you have to kind of, I I yeah. you're saying to go yeah. through the players so you can be right. Oh, this is what yeah. I wants. This is what right. I. This is the decision I really want. Whatever. Right. Yeah. No, it's true. We know people have a lot of symptoms, and we oftentimes talk about signals, like what you just brought up. Those are signals. What is it signaling? What is that signal? What do I need to listen to? You know, signals are valuable, and we want to learn to because they're not. We can't internalize, repress, deny, ignore for more than a minute or two anyway. You know? <laughs> Even so, though we try, we really try yeah. hard. Yeah. Just yeah. stay above it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let me uh, just, yeah. Let me just swim yeah. past her. Yeah. Dr. Brian, what, if you had to leave our listeners with one tip for them in this journey of recovery, what would it be? It would be that we have to resolve and heal the underlying issues. The ACEs, the difficulties, even if they're adult traumas and adult problems, job, divorce, money, whatever it is, health, that we really have to resolve and heal those underlying issues because we can't just sweep them under the carpet, not talk about them, just push them into our bodies because our body just can't be the receptacle for all that stuff forever. And so that's the big takeaway, what we learned. And Of course, we want to help people be better parents because a lot of times these issues happen during childhood. So there's really not much training for parents. So that's another area that's near and dear to our focus. 
And of course, getting in with schools so that we can help teachers and coaches. We're doing yeah. a lot of that. We have a lot of support for that. So yeah, we have to help people, whether it's to prevent or heal and really get to those underlying issues and resolve them in a lot of ways that you're describing that you're doing on a daily basis. I would say your ankle and the pain and the difficulty is your guru. Yes. That's your chart. That's all it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank, you. you. Thank you for this right. opportunity to look yeah. inward. Yeah. To you're back. so helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I still I agree. Yeah. That's what I've been saying. I love you. I love yeah. you. <laughs> you'll get that back too. That's reciprocal. You'll get the love back. Yeah. Excellent. I love you. That. Usually you get more than you give. It's just sometimes hard to give, especially to part of you that's been so difficult. But it's not really your ankle's fault. It's not really, it's not the little kid in us. It's not that kid's fault. They're just no. trying the best they can. And, right. and, and say, hey, pay attention to me because I right. say. Yeah. Uh, so, Dr. Brian, how could, like, what's, I know you've got an app. How can people find your app or a book that's really, right. I know you've got a lot, but maybe right. one or two that are great. So, starters. Right. Related to the ACE, the most recent book that Dr. Fleddy and I really did a lot with, it's called Less Stress Now, and that's on Amazon. And there's one for kids called Less Stress for Kids. And that's more of an activity, art, creative book, because that really is experiential learning for kids. They don't yeah. want to read the whole book. They want to give me a crayon or a pencil yeah. or even adults do. Those would be the two books, I think, out of the 14. The app, it's all the information at truesage.com. Okay. dot -E com. The reason it's called True Sage is because we really believe that everybody has their own inner True Sage within. And the app is actually called Enlighten. And not Enlightenment, but Enlighten, because in my travels and teaching in India, I really wanted to see if anybody was enlightened. So I'm teaching all these meditators and all these ashrams and all these places how to go deeper into yoga and deeper into meditation with all my techniques. And they loved it. And I just really wanted to meet people that were enlightened. I wanted to see if anybody was. So I went and I traveled through ashrams and I met people that were amazing, men and women that were brilliant, just amazing. But I didn't meet anybody that was enlightened. So I wrote about it and did some videos, came back home. And people said, well, you didn't meet my guru. And my guru was really right. Oh, my God. So I went back. Did the whole trek again. Oh my goodness, here I am. And at the very end, when I was ready to come back, the very last person I spoke to said, what do you think enlightenment is? And I said, above it all, ethereal, transcendent, nothing bothers you. You can get through everything. You're just in the zone, like an athlete 24-7. And he said, no. And I thought, oh my goodness, all these trips and all these travels and all the things I was mean, I had the wrong definition. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. So he said to me, enlightenment is unconditional acceptance of yourself. And I said, wow, I've been teaching that for years. All my books are about that. I know. I just didn't know that's what it was. So I named the app with Dr. Fletty and the team Enlighten because the whole app is about with ACEs and positive child to develop the skills of unconditional Acceptance. Wow. Yeah, so that's how we got the name. So truesage.com is where to go. Of course, I have a website for people that want to see me individually because I, I see, still see a handful of people, but my sessions are unusual. They tend to be two, four, six, eight hours long. Uh, 
And I do them at the beach, which people seem to enjoy. And But that's drbrianalman.com. It's just simply my name. Excellent. I love what that person said, because even I was like, okay, this like Kundalini rises and boom, you have this magical experience and then everything is made clear. I was just reading about this morning. So we're right in June. Yeah, we are. And the and I do my goal for this year is to actually fall in love with myself, like because mm-hmm. there's so many ways, and that is the good, bad, the ugly, and the beautiful. In mm-hmm. love, with the good, bad, the ugly, and the beautiful. It's all me. You're the very love. wise, and I, I love our connection because we really are coming to the same understandings and realities. And I'm just the technique solution, how to facilitate it in people's. I love techniques that work and that are efficient. Help you right away, last a whole lifetime. And all is from the Adverse Childhood Experiences study with Dr. Pauletti's. You and I are very much in sync. And it's a pleasure to yes. have this conversation with you. Absolutely. So check out Dr. Brian's app, his book, Less Stress Now, truesage.com and drbrian.com, drbrianalman.com if you want to work with him in these like really cool, I'm sure, experiential sessions. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. I loved it. Great to meet you. What a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Susan here. As a coach, a lot of my time is spent helping clients speak up in a direct and honest way in their relationships at home and at work. Chris Marie and I decided to create a speak up kit to help you do that for yourself. It's the best of our best work that we've gathered to help you. To learn more, go to thriveinc.com forward slash speak up. That's www.thriveinc.com forward slash S P E A K U 